Welcome back. I am Joe the Widget, and I am joined by my amazing fellow co-hosts, starting with Mr. Rook. What is up, everybody? After a really long week of back-to-back recording, we are here, so uh, we're back to our normal schedule. What's funny is that it feels like only a couple days had passed, and it was like one of our longest gaps between recording we've had in months. Mm-hmm. And it, as always, Mr. Archon. The reason why we were back-to-back-to-back-to-back, Archon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just happy to be back home and, uh, yeah, back on schedule. So get to it. I spent so much time editing, mixing, producing. <laughs> like, think, let's be honest. Four you days were straight. All, you were doing all that while really sick. Yes. Yeah, I know. And, I mean, it, that's what happens when we have a, 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 a really big extra episode, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I tested for positive for COVID Sunday night. And uh, Last it, Sunday, yeah. yep, right after the con, and it wiped me out. Uh, I almost went to the hospital on Wednesday. The, the could, good news, it was bad. The good news is you're feeling better today. Oh yeah, the, I almost feel normal news, again. The better news is there was not a huge outbreak of COVID at LA Comic Con, so it was a one-off incident. It was exclusive, and I happened to be one of the few to, to get it. That's all right. That's all right. It, all it did is like the only thing it. it the past few times I've had COVID, the only things it's done to me is make me extremely weak and fatigued. Wednesday, it felt like I weighed about 400 pounds trying to get out of bed. My legs just did not want to carry my weight. It was terrible. I went to my desk chair, and that's where I sat for hours. My dad also got sick, so I had to go help him. So I was taking care of him while trying to recover myself. It was it was a rough week, but we're, we're back. We're here. I am good. And guys, what, what's going on with your weeks? All right, so I was playing Starfield this week. Played it a little bit, worked on my ship, need to work on the building of my uh, ship, get more creative, because I'm realizing I'm not very creative when it comes to building a ship. Um, It's not easy. No, it's not. Um, If they gave us more angles or made a pieces that would offset between levels, that would actually be pretty useful. It's yeah, challenging. More, it's doable, but it's challenging. more and things like that. More more decorative pieces to kind of shape your ship a little bit better, I think. Yeah. Because I was thinking, uh, if you were to take, say, Stroud's engine mount and angle it just put it at an angle, that would actually be an awesome thing you could do. Within limitations, I, I, I like what it's coming out to be, but I ran out of money, so I got to wait. <laughs> that happens a um, lot. For me, too. Yeah. Uh, played some Baldur's Gate 3 this week. Uh, one of my PS5 controllers decided to stop working in any video game, but works great in the menu, so I got to figure that. Uh, we figured out how bad it was today when we were Yo. trying to get in. It kept freezing. Yeah. We'd load up Baldur's Gate, he would load up our game, and I would sign in with the other controller, and it would just freeze. The entire PlayStation would lock up. But we found out that's not because of the controller. That's actually ever since this hotfix yep. that they came out with, people have had this issue. The ironic thing I'll, is it's a hotfix to fix freezing up multi- in multiplayer <laughs> in <laughs> split screen. Yeah. Uh, but the good news is, is they have a, uh, the way to fix it that worked for us that I found online was have the first player before the second player joins in, have the first player travel to the camp and back to the out. Uh, world map or travel from the world map back to the camp and it should allow the other player to log in without freezing the game yep after an hour of trying that's what worked for us 
Yep. Uh, but I'm still annoyed. I'm still annoyed. I have a PS5 controller that doesn't work for any video game, so I gotta figure out how to force reload the soft the firmware onto the uh, controller. There's gotta be a way to do it, because that's definitely what's causing the issue. There's a firmware glitch. Yeah, because, like I said, menu for the PlayStation works great, but as soon as you go into a game, the buttons don't work. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, I've been doing a lot of soul-searching. I hate to say it, guys, but I've got some really bad news. I really want an in-person D&D game. <laughs> there is something said to be said about doing in-person. It's a lot yeah. different than online. It's like, I was thinking the other day about this. I miss LAN parties. Yes. Yeah, I, I, some of my favorite memories in the beginning of my military career were me and my roommates bringing all of our TVs down into the living room and playing Halo. Shout out to Buffalo Game Space. I used to belong to them. Um, they're like these a group of indie developers or people who want to become indie developers. I was teaching video game design for them for a little while. I wound up joining the group, and they used to do monthly LAN parties. We'd all bring our computers in, and we'd go nuts. Yeah, I remember I remember the LAN parties being with, uh, what's that game on Blizzard? StarCraft. Oh yeah, that's a good one, one of the games that they <laughs> that we always had to play because they were absolutely hellbent on beating me in was Quake Three Arena. It's the very first game I was ever a designer on. Yeah, yeah. the last land party I think I had was with uh, I used to work for a construction company and we all went to our boss's house and there was like twelve of us in three different rooms playing Halo Master Chief Collection. And <laughs> I'm sorry, it, I was terrible <laughs> at it, but it was a lot of fun. You know, the only time I've ever enjoyed playing Halo was when we did a. Some of my buddies who worked for Best Buy, they had a, a LAN party night in their TV room of Best Buy yeah. and hooked up a whole bunch of Xboxes and played Halo Two. Yeah, we were we were playing. I don't know which Halo it was, but it was one of the Master Chief Collection, and that's. One of the only times I've ever played Halo. But, I mean, I had fun with the, the multiplayer's fun, at least. One of the coolest times I saw saw it for a LAN party with Halo was I was on deployment in 2005 on a carrier, and our ready room for all the squadrons linked. Uh, they ran cable, Cat5 cable, just so they could link Xboxes and play on their overhead screens. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, back to the D&D thing. I, I love the group I play with online, but I really miss the in-person stuff. And I had, I had uh, the Comic-Con has really got me missing it. So me and Widget need to find a group of uh, consistent players. My schedule's making it a little hard to be consistent with that, but right. I'm yeah, sure we'll easy. work something out. That's easy to fix. Every other Sunday. That's true. <laughs> yeah, we don't have to play video games. <laughs> uh, but 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 <laughs> but uh, also, I read there's a new Star Wars novel coming out that's going to take be a direct sequel to Phantom Menace, and it's going to be a Mace Windu story. Hmm. So they're finally focusing on him. They have some new Star Wars comics coming out too. Yeah. Uh, they got to do something because <laughs> some of the shows aren't doing that great. Uh, yeah, ever since Disney took over Star Star Wars, it's been going downhill in a very, very, very well, steep slope. The TV series are actually fairly yeah. decent. It's it's the movies that were taking it depends a hit. on which series. Yeah, there's a lot of people argue about. differently on that too. I know because uh, the Mandalorian was good. Ashoka I hear is pretty good. The rest of them were utter dog I, crap. I believe Andor is actually not bad. Uh, it's 
it's more of a thriller versus what a spy thriller versus what you'd expect from a Star Wars movie so, or a CV series. So that's the reason why a lot of people are hit and miss on that one. Um, Obi-Wan, I, I actually liked it. Uh, I thought it was awful. I couldn't even, I didn't even finish Obi-Wan because I got so bored with it. I was really excited for that and I watched two episodes of it and that was it. Yeah, I got so yeah, bored. Yeah, the, the, the beginning of it was really slow. Um, and then finally, the last two things I got to mention about my week is I've been trying to figure out what to cosplay and mm. I'm at on our, our Discord. They've been am... trying to get me involved in this. I don't know. Yeah. Well, you're, you're, we, you need a, we need a three man group. <laughs> no, but uh, trying to figure out what the cosplay is. Uh, right now, member of the first with a uh, raw and nerdy armband or Malcolm Reynolds is my go-to ideas. So, yeah, but I think we're thinking something Starfield related, right? Yeah. That's a good call. And then finally, I'm thinking about streaming on YouTube, but I got to get the stuff for it uh, so I can stream on my PS5 and on PC onto our YouTube channel. Yeah, we were talking about this earlier, Widget. You would, you, you would make a good Sam Co. <laughs> I told him that when he got yeah, here. I saw that. So the problem is I have to wear a cowboy hat. Ah, for one day. It's called cosplay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could put up with it. I just got to grab actually, some stubble around the chin, you know, around the, the cheekbones. There's a picture somewhere in my house of me wearing a cowboy hat, and I don't do that either. So I think he would be better as a Walter Stroud. Me? You know what? You're evil. <laughs> you know what? Shut up. <laughs> well, I'm you're the, the older one of the group. I'm the money bags here. So. That old. <laughs> that's true. That, that's been my weekend in that show. Nice. Well, from Wednesday through Friday, I was in a training for my job, and they put me up in a pretty nice hotel. It was a, a double tree by Hilton, so I was like, hey, you know, this is probably going to be pretty good. I get there, I'm like, oh, do they have continental breakfast? Yes, they have continental breakfast, but it's $18. For the breakfast, I was like, holy crap. And then I'm like, do they have free Wi-Fi? Oh, they have free Wi-Fi. But the free Wi-Fi was about... I clocked it at, at, at about 6 megabytes a second. And that I'm is like, the worst Hilton I've heard of, because I go to Hilton's a lot, and I've never had that. I'm like, there is nothing I can do with 6 megabytes a second. Like, everything mm-hmm. was lagging so bad. Even, even Minecraft wouldn't let me play. Uh, widget saw I tried I kept trying and it just kept kicking me out kept lagging me out it wouldn't work it was just awful I mean I could have got the good internet but it was going to cost me an extra like six dollars a night and I'm like that's the way a lot of hotels are going to is chart giving you really awful internet. free wi-fi and then getting you to pay for the more yeah. high-speed stuff it was it was awful but on the bright side I you know I got to I was sitting down and flipping through the channels and happened to notice that the, the, the Game Awards were on. And I'm like, hey, you know, I'll, I'll just watch this. I noticed it as I was, you know, doing absolutely nothing else because I had nothing else to do. So I sat down and watched the Game Awards, which was, which was nice. Which turns out to be um, our main talking point tonight. Hey, yeah, there we go. Um, I also, once I got back, I, I was itching for it. So I jumped on our Minecraft server. Rip roaring and ready to write some quests, but couldn't think of a single thing to write. I'm like, writer's block. writer's block. It's a real thing. I was so tired from like the training and stuff that I in in you should do a qu- sleep. You should write a quest about going through training. Oh, <laughs> well, I mean, that's basically what all the class quests are. Is you got to uh-huh. you know training to to play your class. But you should create a yeah. hotel in there and just have people go into this room and they have to sit there for six hours and listen to nothing but 
nonsensical garbage. They go into this room and they can only move like one block every 10 seconds because they're lagging so bad and they can experience what I went through. That would be great. Uh, no, but I, so I just kind of worked on some random, random visual fixes around the cities and stuff for where, from where we like, like ported things into the game and it created like weird things in the terrain around. I just kind of fixed a lot of that kind of stuff. And then Which eventually, I, yeah, I did. Um, but eventually all of a sudden my, uh, the writer's block lifted and I started thinking of some things and then started writing away on some quests, got some of that done. So I was pretty happy. I got about half of what I wanted to get done this weekend done. <laughs> um, and I did play a little bit of Season season of Discovery um, on World of Warcraft. It is starting to get a lot more fun now that like the people are spread out and everybody's there's not 5,000 people in a 10-block radius. Um, you can actually do quests now, and it's not like all congested. And I don't know. I'm having fun with it. I play a horde, ma- uh, a horde mage named the Archon, of course, um, on the Wild Growth server. So if anybody wants to come on the Wild Growth server and hang out, I'm there. Um, I play it fairly often. But yeah, that's about all I had time for after my training. So I, uh, yeah, I had COVID all week. Didn't really do much of anything. I did work on the Minecraft server quite a bit. Wednesday and Thursday, I don't even remember what I did. I have no clue. Oh, I think I just up. vegged in front of my computer. Well, <laughs> but I then, one point, I know at one point you guys broke the server, and then you fixed Yeah, the so we uh, decided to open up the server for some people to come in and, and try it out and test it, because we don't know things until people are testing. And my, my son and I think three of his friends came on really excited late at night. Really excited to play the server. I think that was Thursday night. They couldn't do anything. They would get in there. They couldn't open. They were stuck in the starter room because they couldn't open the door with a pressure plate. They couldn't touch the chest. They couldn't do anything except select their class and use their first ability. That's it. So I beat my head against the wall for three hours trying to figure out what was going on that night. I didn't go to bed till one o'clock in the morning. By the time I was sick and I was tired, I told my son and his friends, sorry, I need to think about this and I'll work on it tomorrow morning. I woke up in the morning. Well, I narrowed down what the problem was. It was World Guard causing the issue. So I got up in the morning and I suddenly had ideas. 20 minutes later, I had it fixed. Now people can go do whatever they want. You said or something said about attacking something with a fresh set of eyes. Or, or yeah, or some rest. Rest. That's always, what I'm saying. Yeah. Is get away from the problem you're trying to work on. Rest up, or just take a break for a minute, and then come back back at it with a fresh perspective and a fresh set of eyes. And usually, you can figure out what's going on or come up with ideas pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. And I did worked on the main quest a lot this week. Got that one pretty far along, and yeah, I'm gonna be looking into adding in a guild system, an auction house, that kind of stuff. But that's once I get everything else properly fixed. Uh, yeah, and like I like Rick said, I went over to his house. We played some Boulder's Gate 3 once we got it working. Had a blast. Finally got to the Underdark. I'm playing a Warlock, and he's playing a Ranger. Mm-hmm. Seems like a good combo. It's not hey, bad. I said our cosplay should be the way our characters are dressed in-game because this looks funny. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> With the hat he wears. <laughs> Besides, it wouldn't be recognizable by anybody. It was looking at me what funny sucks. like I'm some kind of weird, mismatched renaissance dude. What sucks is we found this really cool sword in game that would be great for a bard, and there is no bard NPC in the game. <laughs> no, no playable one, so we can't use it. Eventually, I'm going to play a bard. I'm going to try that out in the game. 
All right, guys, so we have our special discussion, which we're going to get into in a little bit. But first, let's talk about a little bit about the news. GTA 6 reveal trailer came out. They were not going to actually release this until next year. But with all the leaks that occurred, they had to get it out as damage control. So they released it the day after we released episode 8 on this show. It looked really good. I liked what I saw from it. Um, it'll be interesting to see... Uh, the story arc they're going to go through with it. Yeah. It, I saw so many things online that cracked me up. Like, there was some guy from England complaining about how GTA always does United States cities and nowhere else in the world. And people had to remind him that GTA is a satire on American culture and crime. Mm-hmm. That's what the whole premise behind it is. And yeah, they're going back to Miami. I wish they would have picked a different city, but... Plus, Rockstar's based out of the U.S. They're going to go based on what there's really close to them to find out, find, because it's easy. And she yeah. Um, I did see something pretty cool, though, online. What's that? So somebody, somebody took that GTA 6 trailer <laughs> and reimagined it for as a Switch port using PlayStation 1 graphics. That'd be about accurate. <laughs> oh, yeah. so, so it had better graphics than it would on the Switch? <laughs> yes, what Nintendo, else? fix your graphics. So, but the, the thing that disappointed me the most about that trailer is they said 2025 release. Yeah, but at least they let you know, hey, it's coming out not next year, so you still got time to wait, and they're still going to actually take time hey, to make sure. Maybe we'll do again. a show if you know down the road based on it if if we come to that point. But you're going to be waiting a while, so is don't get too online? excited. Yeah, they have online mode, which they did announce. Okay. Well, that's one of their biggest sellers for GTA Five is the online yes. mode. They're putting a lot more focus right. on it. It's actually really fun, except for the idiots that decide to gank people for no reason. Or put in a bunch of cheats into it. Yeah. yeah. So Any game where they can hack and cheat it just Well, that's a problem that's a problem with most online games, and that's the reason why I hate it, is because anybody can hack and cheat these days. It's yeah. hard to stop other systems from coming in, programs from coming in and keeping it from working. Well, right. I noticed that you affecting like, I, gameplay. I saw a thing just recently about how a bunch of different systems, like a bunch of different game developers are, are going to come together and form like a coalition where like if you get caught cheating in a game, like you can get, you get banned from like everything now. It's not just like you can't just make a new account and, and get back in the game. Like, you get you get banned from Call of Duty. You get banned from Halo. You get banned from like all these companies are coming together and saying, "Okay, you're now on a blacklist and can't play any of our games anymore." They need to ban them by IP though, and not by no, 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 no. Ban them my MAC address. Yeah, that's better because that'll lock out that system permanently from being able to get uh, access. Yeah, I mean they're 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 working with some type of software where they said you're not just going to be able to create a new account and get back in the game. Like once you're banned, you're you're done until they let you back. And yeah, because the problem with banning IPs is you can spoof IP addresses. Right, you can. Uh, back so into real world nerdism. Um, lately we've been focusing on a lot of games and everything, but in the real world, uh, I'm a science nerd. So one of my Google news, uh, Google news boards is all about science. And I learned that SpaceX Falcon heavy launch will be Monday night where I live. You can see most of their Falcon launches. So it's going to be pretty cool. Yeah. To see that. I've been, I follow SpaceX very closely as well. Um, my Twitter is full of astronomy stuff. 
mm-hmm. I love space, the discovery and that kind of stuff. And I, I love seeing what SpaceX, SpaceX is doing. And they're, they're Falcon heavy. They've had two tests already prior. Mm-hmm. One of them blew up, but they considered it a successful test because it did make it out to stratosphere. <laughs> that, that is a successful test. Yeah. It did uh, what they wanted it to do. This weekend, they launched uh, the Falcon 9 with 22 Starlink satellites. That was a successful launch and recovery. Oh, did you see that report that they showed where SpaceX is going to be doing, I think it said like 96% of the world's space travel in the next year? Yeah. Uh, launching satellites I, and things like that? Yeah, there was, they, they've been working with the Space Force from what I understand. Mm-hmm. They are. So that's actually pretty cool uh, because their Falcon 9 has become pretty reliable. Okay, dude, you open a can of worms. Did you hear, did you see the news <laughs> about um, Space Force's shuttle that they've been keeping under wraps? Nah, well, I saw something about their space shuttle. I didn't actually read into it. You gotta look into it, and I found it interesting. There's no windows that I could see well, in the images. Well, based on UAVs, you don't really need windows. You can actually just use yeah. cameras to be able to see outside the ship, and it's actually safer if you. Think exactly about. what I was gonna say. That that'd be. I thought that was a very smart thing, because you don't have the the weak points of the windows. Yeah. Oh wow, that thing looks cool. It kind of does. It looks does. like a little stubby thing. And it's, and it's huge. No, it's not. It looks I'm looking. I'm looking. At it, it's not much bigger than a UAV. Um, it's the X-37B orbital test, ve- orbital test vehicle. And it looks small, but looks cool because it's there is no wings. The, the wings are, are no windows. The wings are more stubby. And... It looks like a space. One of the pictures I saw where it was on the the landing strip, the runway, and it looked like it was very big based off of the environment behind it. It looks big, and that's a problem with the environment for runways and stuff because they have to be so clear. But I look up the X-37B, and you'll see people pushing it, and they're as tall as the UAV, (laughs) the space shuttle. But if you're launching something that just I don't know if that's the same enough. one that I saw though. Uh, I don't know. I'll have to look it up. Space.com shows it as that, yeah. And if you actually look at it, look at it compared to the numbers on the runway, mm-hmm. it's about the same size as one of the strips. So it's it's actually not very big, but I can see it being very useful. I've been following SpaceX's uh, manned vehicles for a while too. They're very interesting. I like it because uh, all of our fighters we have these days are switching to more of a flat screen technology, which is what SpaceX is using in their shuttles. Yeah. So that actually is pretty cool. Huh. Yeah, I love space. Um, yeah, <laughs> speaking does, of which, does big, it? speaking of which, I actually have news about space. So apparently, uh, as of December 10th, a 12 billion year old body of water was discovered million. floating in space. Yeah, million. Sorry. No, 12 billion. Okay, so you typoed. I typoed. Gotcha. I thought million. It's 12 billion. The body of water is notably significantly larger than all of the water on planet Earth, and it's equivalent to 140 trillion times all the water in the world's I have, ocean. I read this article, and I do have many, many questions about it, and I'm very speculative about it based on the, the quote, science that they've used. It's not anything set in stone. It's a hypothesis. It's not fact. Yeah, but all science that we, when we're looking deep into space, is all hypothesis. Yeah, it's based off of what minerals and stuff that we know here, which does not necessarily translate to reality out there. 
Yeah, that's that's my biggest downside to what everybody defines life as here. Mm-hmm. There could be life out in space that's completely different than what we know as here on Earth. But one day we might find out. I hope to. I, I hope that we get some of those big discoveries of actual discoveries when I am still alive. I would that love would to see amazing. that. Because I know that we're planning on getting uh, SpaceX and the U.S. are working in tandem to get people on Mars in 2030-some. They're, they're like 2033 or something like that was the, the go date. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to see all that. I want to see that kind of stuff happen. Yeah, that would be awesome. That's when they're planning on leaving? Yeah, it's, it's going to be a six-month flight out there. Yeah, that sounds about right. I, I, I follow would, this stuff I a would, lot. <laughs> I would love to sit there and just watch a manned mission to Mars. Yes, I would love to. And then and that they've been get, getting those core samples mm-hmm. from the Mars, you know, uh, rover. I forgot the name. But the name of it. Jeez, I can't. My brain. Follow on Twitter. Opportunity. One of those two. Curiosity. Yeah, it's where they're drilling in. They're getting out samples and they're putting them in these containers. They're having another UAV come out to pick him up and take him back to Earth. And I want to be here. I want to see that when they bring him back. And when they start and testing not, those samples. And it's not like they can't sit there and do it because, what, it's a six-month to a year flight out there and back, and then the same well, back? You know what, I'm, one of my says, biggest uh, treasures I could ever get is that I want a little bit of sand off of Mars' surface in a, in a, in a tube. That's all I want. <laughs> That'd be like my most prized, valued treasure. It'd probably be super expensive because it'd be one of the rarest materials on Earth. <laughs> right, yeah. You know, it's probably it, just like this, granite. According to this, it says uh, the cruise, it says the spacecraft would depart Earth at a speed of 24,600 miles per hour and about 300 million miles. Mm-hmm. How do they carry enough fuel to make it 300 well, million miles You don't miles need fuel. Back. You don't need once that much fuel once you leave surface. gravity well, once you get past the... Uh, gravity and get out into space there's no resistance you get that in- initial boost and kill engines and it just flies a straight line it just uses maneuvering and they will gather and they will continually gain speed without having to use the engines because there's no resistance in space there's nothing to slow them down nothing to fight against the craft well let's be honest let's be honest there is resistance in space but it's really far between and solid objects and- <laughs> <laughs> well yeah that's not what i meant the standard flight mechanics you know uh, yeah, the most of the fuel that they're going to use in the in, and the main engines are going to be to get out of our atmosphere and back in. That's it. That's the primary purpose. And like Rook said, the maneuvering. If you actually watch our shuttles when they were in space and stuff, they would kill their engines and just use momentum to get them to the station. Yeah, and there, we could easily, with our technology, get to another planet far off, but it would take, you know, 100 years to do so but because there's no mm-hmm. real concern about that fuel. But they have been devising ways to use Mars' atmosphere to create fuel for more extensive return trips. That would, that's what's going to be needed. But see, the, the good thing about space is you could actually divide to develop a two-part system where you got your massive carrier sh- ship that goes out to the location dr- uh, with all of the fuel you need, drops a UAV down to the planet, the UAV comes back up, and the ship comes back to earth hey i'm so i'm a firm believer and with the way science is going right now that we could have a full colony in work and development and actually running in 2050 with repeated trips back and forth now the question is, is will our atmosphere still be here in 2050 it better be <laughs> yeah, it better it's not be. starfield <laughs> we're still gonna be here in 2050 so 
No, I was making a Starfield reference. Yeah. Let's talk about the video game awards, guys. Let's get to it. Let's so, do it. The big one, obviously, was game of the year. And Baldur's Gate 3 nailed it. Um, in fact, they won quite a few this year. I'm going to let Archon take the lead on this. Yeah, Baldur's Gate 3 kind of ran away with the video game awards this year. Um, they won most of the categories they were uh, they were nominated for. Um, I am a big fan of Baldur's Gate 3, but I don't think it deserved half of it. Yeah. I mean, there's a few games on the list that I think kind of got snubbed. Um, yeah. I think Baldur's Gate 3 won as much as it did more off the hype. Exactly. Than as of the game itself. There was so much hype around the game. There was a lot of hype around that game. There was also a lot of hype around Starfield. They just implemented the game better when it came out and have stayed on top of it, and people noticed that. That's my opinion. Uh, I am... uh, I don't know about the ongoing game award. I'm still on the fence about that. The Cyberpunk 2077... Yeah, I'm still really on the fence on that one as well. Um, some of these I'm not. Like, best RPG, Baldur's Gate 3 could be the winner there. But based on the other games yeah. in, in the in the series, like, I haven't played through Baldur's Gate, so I don't know. But I know I have played through some of these other ones, and I know uh, that they were fantastic. So it's... Minecraft should win ongoing game, dang it. As, as <laughs> a standalone RPG... Baldur's Gate rocks it, and they also implemented a really good multiplayer system, co-op system, so it makes it even more fun when you actually have... No, I'm not have saying it's RP not a really good game, it's, and I think I think it, it deserves Game of the Year. Of course, I'm a bigger fan of Starfield and a couple of different I'm games, a, but... I'm a huge fan of Starfield, and I think Starfield probably would have had better chances if they would have... What's the phrase I'm looking for? Focus more on the functionality of their story and their RPG elements because... That's what they shine with. That's what they shine with. And you can't... They're trying to rely solely on the exploration and everything, it seems like, in Starfield. Which is a strong point of the game, which is viable. There's both. I love the story arcs in the game. I wish there was more like a lot of people, but... There's a lot there. There really, really is a lot. Yeah, it's just not as good as it could be. Right. And Okay, so Baldur's Gate 3 was an amazing RPG. Yes. From everything I've heard, I can't wait to play through it. Me and Joe can tell you you guys. (laughs) Everything I hear from you guys, the, the game itself, standalone, great RPG. But to win in the best multiplayer category? No, that I don't agree with. See, because that game is a RPG that just happens to have some multiplayer in it. It has multiplayer it is not a multiplayer co-op. game. It is yeah, a it multiplayer is co-op multiplayer game. game, not it's a not its, main ma- it's not a massively multiplayer game like WoW or those other games that be- that's their right. sole focus. But also looking at who it's going up against, um Yeah, I mean, there wasn't party, many good party ones. animals, Street Fighter 6, Super Mario yeah. Bros. Wonder, like those really I mean, aren't true on I, they're multiplayer but I yeah I, the only the only game on the uh, list that I think it, the only game on the list that is actually a true multiplayer game is Diablo 4 and yeah I can see why I beat that <laughs> yeah Diablo 4 so, had nothing but problems since it came out my thinking is like this it's the very in a long time 
in a long time. It's one of the few actual multiplayer, true multiplayer co-op games that has released. Fair. Yeah. As a multiplayer co-op. It really has got really good co-op elements to it. I think there's a lot of other, a lot of games that should have been in that category that just weren't. I agree. And I think that's the problem. I never heard of the independent game that won Sea of Stars, so I have no idea anything about that. I've seen video of it, and it looks like it looks a lot of fun. Um, what game? Sea of Stars. I haven't seen anything about that game. Honestly, yeah, I, I think that Starfield could have won anticipated game. It could have, and I think it should probably should have. I don't even think it was but, nominated. But the thing is, is. No. Anticipate game, if you actually look at the history of the video game awards, has has only been around the past couple of years as a category. However, I think it, Elden Ring that, won it last year. Wait, isn't isn't most anticipated game? Isn't that the one that uh, Final Fantasy Rebirth won? Yes. Oh yeah, no, yeah, that that's who should have won. Because <laughs> since Final Fantasy, <laughs> I know you don't think so, but since since Final Fantasy VII remake came out. Everybody who liked the game, which was ninety nine percent of the people, other nah, than Widget. I talked to a lot of people who were the same boat as me on it. A lot, so a lot yeah. more than ninety nine. So you hang out in strange circles then, because most you, people well, I hang it. out with you guys, and, so I can't argue that. And most people, <laughs> most people loved it, and have since the moment they finished it, have been anticipating the next one, and it's it's been years that we've been waiting now, and. It's finally coming out, so yeah, that one's pretty anticipated. Yeah, but so was Starfield. I'm gonna say I wasn't, I wasn't arguing was the fact so that it was anticipated. I just don't it think it so, should have been the winner. Starfield was so anticipated within the first what week it hit 10 million. Yes, it was not. So it did very very well. Yeah, I won't. I, I I'm just gonna say I won't be surprised if uh, Final Fantasy Rebirth hits that number just as fast, if not faster, as well. It's I'm not copies. And we'll see. We will have to wait and see on that one. See, see now Starfield probably didn't win some of these because they're not on PlayStation. And a lot of these people who are voting for these play PlayStation. <laughs> I think when you I think completely ma- snub one console, I kind of I think hurts. that's probably the biggest thing that hurt them was the fact they snubbed the PlayStation. And if they wouldn't have, they probably would have won some more. Or been but nominated to, for some more. But to be fair, uh, Baldur's Gate 3 that won just about everything didn't even come out on Xbox until, what, two days ago? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but I they mean, had announced a long time ago that they were coming out on all consoles. Eventually, yeah, but they, they weren't out yet, so I don't know. <sighs> I'm not a fan of Epic Games at all, So, but I don't know about Alan Wake 2. I think that one could be a contender for narrative. I've never I've never played either of the Alan Wake games, but I know I heard a lot of good things about the first one. I heard yeah. it was fabulous, so I can imagine that the second one was probably pretty decent. What surprised um, me was the esports game, Valorant. E-sports. I have never oh, played that game. I I barely know a little bit anything about it. Oh, uh, that's it's I watch esports periodically, and I've never seen that one being played. Valorant is hugely popular. I'm not saying that it's not. I'm just saying I, I don't know anything about it. Yeah. A sports racing game, Forza Motorsport. I actually enjoyed I, I enjoy Forza is a good game. I enjoy Forza Motorsport. I've played that game quite a bit since it came out. Uh so, seeing as family game is I'm not surprised to see a Nintendo game in there. 
Oh yeah, especially a Mario game. Like, yeah, it makes sense. I'm not surprised about the action adventure title either. Uh, I don't play Zelda, but Tears of the Kingdom looked actually very fascinating to me, and I'm, I will play it at some point. Best adaptation? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I've heard... I've, you can't I've just say really best adaptation things. and say, yeah, you got to tell our listeners what you're talking about here. I'm getting there. <laughs> I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Uh, that one was won by The Last of Us, which I, I have seen the first three episodes, and I thought that was very good. I uh, forgot that even came out. Really? Well, when you take a game that is very, very well known for its story, and it's very movie-like appearance and play, it should be a very, very easy port. It should be a very yeah. easy adaptation. That's almost it a cop-out. <laughs> although, yeah. although, the Super Mario Brothers movie was pretty fantastic as well. So I'm not going to lie. I love that movie. So, yeah. <laughs> it was a good movie. It was actually the... Best Mario movie ever made. You say that was very easily. (laughs) (laughs) I have uh, I have not seen Twisted Metal, but I've heard good things about it. And that is one game that I wish they would make a a, like a PS5 version, like a a new Twisted Metal game. Because I love that game. I love that series so much. Growing up, so much fun. Uh, Gran Turismo. Okay, I'm gonna say it. Gran Turismo is one of my current favorite movies. I absolutely love that movie. It is so, so, so good. But it's not an adaptation of the video game. It's an adaptation of a real-life story that actually happened. Yes, and they actually say it's based on a true story. It is. It's, 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 it, the movie is based on... They created a Gran Turismo Academy, and they took yes, I know that story very well, actually. Right, but some of our listeners might not. So I'm just saying, like, it, it, it they took the best racers in the world on Gran Turismo and and translated that into an academy and taught them to drive a real car and put them in in like actual racing. And that's what that's what the movie's based on. It's not based, mind on you, it's book. loosely based on that story. <laughs> Right, it always they always are. It, for it to be based on the true story, they just have to have like one or two true facts. So, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't consider that a video game adaptation. I just consider that a movie about something mm-hmm. that really happened. Now, so, I don't agree with the best score in music. Me either, because no, they don't even, even have, they don't even have Starfield on uh, and. Uh, in on Zer on there because that to me is down hands down one of the best scores I've listened to in a long time. Yeah, yeah. We actually uh, got the opportunity to sit down and, and listen to all of the different songs in Starfield after these guys talked to Enan Zer last week, and it's the, the music is so good. Like, for it to not even be not even be nominated, I I. Mm. It's fantastic. It's one of my favorite things. Mm-hmm. And, and if you guys want to hear that full interview with Enon, um, you can check out Starfield Raw episode number twenty. We go into that, and we 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 uh, play the panel where he talks to Jennifer for about forty minutes, and it, it's fantastic. Yeah, I, I'm so after talking to him and listening to that panel, and then the awards came out, and there was no nomination for it. I was like, this. I want to know what exactly their criteria was for this stuff because that makes no sense. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm starting to think that the, the committee who uh, nominates these are the same committee who uh, do the nominations for college football. And, they and if you look at a lot of the major awards categories, it's all the same, like, six games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. And, and honestly, I think that's a stupid way of doing it. And, I, I mean, I've kind of made my, uh, my opinion on this. I, I've already discussed it, but, like... Game of the year, the fact that Resident Evil 4 Remake is even on there is disgusting. Yeah, because I'm with you. I don't you. care how good the game is. The game came out like 15 years ago. It, yes. Okay, they prettied up the graphics a little, but that doesn't make it the game of this year. That made it the game of 15 years ago. Not this year. It's a, It's just a remake. It's, game, it's not to me, the game of game, the year. To me, game of the year should take in all aspects of a game. The story, the graphics, the acting, all of that. So and when it, the game was released, like a remake. Okay, so uh, so Baldur's no. Gate, so Baldur's Gate three decides to 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 put out a a remake remastered edition in two years. Should that be game of the year again? No, it, it was game of the year this year, not that, not later. Yeah, and when the reason why you out. see the reason why you would see the new Final Fantasy seven games on there is because. That's a new game. It's completely it, it's different. It's a new story. It has a lot of the similar story elements, but they actually went in different directions. Yeah, it's so. a different game. It's not the same game that they just re-released with prettier graphics. I have played, I've personally played Resident Evil 4 Remake. There's a few new features, but it's the same game. It's the same story. You do the same things. You start out in the same place. You go the same place. You yeah. like, I can literally walk through that entire game because I've already beaten it. I, I, years ago on the GameCube. Oh, yeah. There used to be the, the worst game awards. I forgot what they used to call it. Razzies or something like that? Yeah, but you would have um, looked at, like, say, they did Razzies last year or whatever they want to call it. Cyberpunk yeah. would have been in those. Right, and then now all of a sudden... It's, it's in, like, like, every category almost. Right. Well, last year, what? yeah, Cyberpunk would have been in a lot of the worst game of the years, but they've done a lot to bring that game back up to uh, really good standards. They yeah, was, they actually fixed their. I was gonna say to be to be fair, um, you're giving you're giving Widget a heart attack here. But to be fair, like <laughs> Final Fantasy XIV did the same thing. The game was atrocious when it came out. Mm -hmm. Everybody hated it, and they're that's, like, "That's oh, true." Oh crap! And they they changed their. They changed their tune, but okay. So in a in a yeah, in but a category like best ongoing game, cool. That deserves to be there. But just because they revamped it, should it now be game of the year? No, because the game didn't come out this year. It came no. out years ago. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. <laughs> game I need to try is the best action game because it's one of my favorite mech series ever. Armor I've Force never really Six, played the Armor Core series. Solution. Yeah, it's oh. actually pretty cool. The story is actually interesting. Um, I'm not going to get into it on this, but it's to me, it's one of my favorite games. But yeah, there, there's so many games in here that yeah. I haven't even heard of. The best mobile game? The only one I've heard of was Hello Kitty Island Adventure, and that's because it's like an ongoing <laughs> joke. Yet it, that game is an ongoing joke, and it's right, it, it's nominated for best mobile game. That yeah, that's that's my mind. Kind of goes along with. See, I think the Academy Awards for movies are a complete joke because it's just a, a small group of people who determine this, and it's most of the movies and stuff they pick are complete garbage. I, I'm not, I'm under the same boat with a lot of these game awards because it's usually just a small committee picking these. And but what's awesome about some 
what's awesome about some of these games awards nominations, you're like, ooh, I never heard of that game. But uh, if you actually watch the award ceremony where they show clips of the games, you're like, I might try that. Like, most anticipated game. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth won it. Hades 2, uh, Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth, Star Wars Outlaws. I just read that. I want to look into that game now. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't care about Tekken. Nah. It's just like, okay, here's another one on the list that I just that I just came across. Okay, best VR AR game. Resident yeah. Evil Village. Resident Evil Village came out in 2021. But they came out with the VR version of it this year for the PSVR 2. But yeah. it's it's still the same game that came out 2 years ago. Like why why is that how is that the winner of this year? Hey guys, because- I want us to be nominated for content creator of the year next year. Well, we need our listeners <laughs> to uh, support us on that one. <laughs> uh, let's see. Best Sim Strategy Games, City Skyline 2. Uh, hasn't that been around? That game, no. City Skyline 2 just came out uh, okay. like a month ago. And I've heard nothing but terrible things about it. So I'm actually surprised that it won. Well, there's not a lot of Sims out there right now. Uh, best Community Support. Yeah, Cyberpunk, Destiny 2, Final Fantasy 15, No Man's Sky, and Baldur's Gate 3. Obviously. I definitely understand why Baldur's Gate 3 won that, because every single time I, I get on Steam, mm-hmm. there's another patch. Oh, yeah. From them supporting whatever people are telling them, hey, you know, we need to add this. Hey, we need to fix this. And they have mad support. props for me for doing that. They have been really on point with that stuff. But it's, well, it's insane. Every time I log in, there's like an eight gigabyte patch. It's like <laughs> a real another Larian, one. Larian Studios, though, I don't hear much about them except for Baldur's Gate. So oh. when that's all you're really focusing on, you can do that. Yeah, I mean, but one thing that that's true. One thing that really surprised me about the video game awards, as much as it was nominated, Tears of the Kingdom hardly won anything. <laughs> and that Hardly was one. I'm be, going through the list. I don't see them winning anything. They, they won, won one best, thing. Best action ah. adventure game. Yeah. And, and I mean, based on what they were going up against, I'm kind of surprised Alan Wake 2 didn't win it to be on, or Jedi Survivor. Jedi Survivor was a phenomenal game. Yes, it was. Tears of the Kingdom, I, I did enjoy it. I had fun playing it, but. Hey, it's one of the few things Nintendo's doing right for the Switch, okay? Yeah, <laughs> one of the few things. It was a very, 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 very minutely upgraded version of Breath of the Wild. Okay, guys. I'm black for saying it, but... Let's it talk about, really quick, The uh, we have a couple more things to go through. We're getting low on time. What are the some of the video game reveals? Because some of them were pretty, pretty interesting. Uh, some of them got me very excited. There's, I can tell you, there are four of them. That I'm excited about. And there, the other four, there was, eh. There was one trailer in particular that I almost came out of my seat. Because how many years has it been since you've seen a commercial that ends in Sega? Oh, yeah. And oh, there's man, two Sega. of the games I'm really excited about are coming from that particular. Crazy Taxi and Golden I'm Dash. interested in I'm excited yes. for Crazy Taxi because it's about time they got a port from... Or... Uh, I, Taking it from the green cast and putting it elsewhere. Yeah, it's it's Sega's apparently co- making a comeback, and they're a lot of their titles. Golden Axe, that one's going to be pretty. I awesome. look forward to that one too because I was a big fan of Golden Axe growing I up, especially in the arcade. I was a huge fan of the Shinobi games, so that's going to be awesome. That one's coming back. So, 
Now, if they if they come come out with like a, a modern day version of Altered Beast, that would be wicked. Now, one game I've been looking forward to for a very long time that they went completely silent for years. They finally came out of the shell again with Skull and Bones. What's that on? It's a pirate-based seafaring game, and I believe it's coming out for PC. Oh, Ubisoft's making it. Of course. It looks fantastic. They've been talking about it for years and years, and then they went silent for years, and then finally they're back. And I've been waiting for a release date on this game for probably five or six years. It's... It's being re- released by the company who made the best pirate game of all time. Yes. I Assassin's am Creed Black Flag. Hold on a second here. 100% agreement on that one. <laughs> Hold on that, a second here. The that best is the, pirate game of all time, and I will fight you over this, is The Secret of Monkey Island. Oh, jeez. All right, let's go fight. Let's go fight. The Secret of Monkey Island is an amazing franchise. It is so funny and so good. It's a puzzle game that is hilarious. I mean, I loved them too, but no, it doesn't compare to Black Flag. It it does. It does. I think Skull of Bones could actually beat out Black Flag because it's got a heavy multiplayer presence in it. And then they'd be solely focusing on the pirate story. We could be all three of us on the same pirate crew on the same ship. We could do that now with Sea of Thieves. Which I love Sea of Thieves too, by the way. I don't play that game that much. Um, Uh, Visions of Mana was another big one. Yes. Okay, now, correct me if I'm wrong. I kind of got vibes, but that's the Mana series, right? Yes, it is. Yes. And they've been hinting at multiplayer on it. What? Like the previous Mana games. Oh. So that's what got me pretty stoked. It's going to be one of the few games that come out in in this decade or this era of games that won't be open world. It'll have vast semi-open areas, but it won't be open world. Yeah. I'm sticking with the mana. Like, I'm not against that, though. Of course. They also announced a couple DLCs. There's going to yep. be a DLC for Final Fantasy 16 and then one for God of War. Valhalla. God of, God of War. Valhalla. <laughs> Yeah, uh, there's new there's new games coming out based off of existing IPs like Monster Hunter Wilds, and they're finally bringing back Prince of Persia. They're actually making a racing game for um, uh, Rocket League. I'm pretty sure Epic, also the ones that created, um, they they created Rocket League, right? So they're just mm-hmm. combining Rocket League into Fortnite and calling it Rocket Racing. The only game that Epic's ever made that I actually really like was Rocket League. I liked Rocket League. That was fun. I've actually never played that game. I I actually started going into the circuit, the professional circuit with that. I didn't make it to the pros. wasn't good enough, but I made it pretty high up in the, in the basic rankings and was doing very good, but never got there. I was pretty terrible at it. Mm -hmm. It's a really, really tough game to master. It is. Dude, when I saw like my least favorite sport. So like, I I saw a clip where I saw yeah, a clip either. where they took every car that was on the field and just stacked as high as they could using the abilities and pulled off every car being perfectly stacked. <laughs> it's a fun game. Not going to lie. we got a couple of... Um, is there anything else on that, on the releases you guys want to talk about really quick? No, I think that... Nah. Was, I think There's a lot of all. indie games that were coming out that I have zero interest in. Um, <laughs> we have a couple uh, comments from our some of our listeners in... Our Discord, I want to bring up, so we didn't get it. we didn't get not get a chance to do that at all last episode. Illness from Discord, he asked, "Battlestar Galacta, and why is it the best rebooted sci-fi ever, including 
the Capricia <laughs> spinoff. He is not a question, but he is not wrong. Uh, I haven't watched the Caprica spinoff, so I can't really tell you anything about that one. But pretty good. It's realist. The reason why is it was the first series sci-fi series that actually took realistic, mostly realistic space physics. And I say mostly because obviously we don't have faster than light travel and stuff. Um, to me, it is the best rebooted sci-fi. Yeah. The best sci-fi series of all time to me is The Expanse. No, Firefly. Uh, let me rephrase this. The best, <laughs> the best scientifically accurate sci-fi series. Hey, the Firefly Expanse. could be accurate. You don't know. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have faster and light travel. <laughs> Well, that rules out like 99%, 99.9% of all sci-fi out there. I know. <laughs> know, but that doesn't mean that there's not some... Hey, the math is there. The physics is there. It is possible. And there's three different routes you can take. We just don't have enough big enough power sources in order to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. But it's there. And we there's actually an engine in development to do so. If we could ever find a power source that would equal up all of Earth's power all in one little compound packed little thing. Uh, that Venus, is true. <laughs> Venus and Discord said you guys, what is your guys' favorite video game actors and why you like them? Maybe a little history like Hollywood crossover example the Fable series with Stephen Fry um, Ben Kingsley etc. Oblivion had Sir Patrick Stewart uh, maybe also up and comers in games is we players that see a lot of the same voice actors. There's um, a group that I know in mm-hmm. person that are fantastic, and they do a, a, a D&D game series. Yeah. And I, for life of me, cannot remember their names because I did not look it up like I should have. But I have met them several times, went to dinner with them. They're great people, and they do a lot of games. And now, mm-hmm. is she talking like voice actors mm-hmm. in video games? Yeah. Well, I mean, my favorite voice actor... Voice is one of the most iconic characters in in cartoons and video games, and that would be uh, Mr. Mark Hamill and his portrayal of the Joker in all of the Arkham games. And oh, dude, that guy. nobody can beat the way he pr- does him. No, no, <laughs> like that is he is the Joker to me. Patrick Stewart he- is amazing. By the way, she brought up one of my favorites. Yeah, Patrick. Stewart. He is Sir an awesome Patrick actor Stewart. in general. He yeah. is an uh, one of the best all around. Uh, he did um, Elder Scrolls Oblivion, Castlevania, Forgotten Realms, and one of my favorite games in the '90s by far. The first RPG I ever fully beat was Lands of Lore: The Throne of Chaos. He played the king. Right when his yeah. TV series was really taking off, or <laughs> starting to take off. Yeah, man, there's so many good ones out there for voice actors, though. I mean, if you want to do like, you know, talk about one that's actually in the current video game awards and stuff, Keanu Reeves. <laughs> I wouldn't say Cyberpunk. he's the best voice actor. <laughs> Cyberpunk. Uh, no, there's just there's just so many. And I can't a lot of times put the name with the actor, but uh, Elijah Wood, God. Kiefer Sutherland, Mark Hamill, they've all done uh, yeah. spots. In a lot games. of them get their a lot of them get their starts off of those. Well, mind you, a lot of these the big, you know, a celebrities, they do cameos. and They do a little bit in games. But it's the regular voice actors, the people you just only see their names in the credits that are the ones that are top notch. Mm hmm. 
And they're because also a lot cheaper to use. Right. Voice actors, in many cases, the ones that have been doing it a while, know how to become different voices and different uh, roles, unlike mainstream actors who you really still got to typecast them as a voice actor for them to really get their, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, persona out there. Yeah, um, there's a gentleman by the name of Steve Blum. He is probably one of the best-known voice actors in the video game industry to date. And he's been doing mm-hmm. it for 20 years. He was in God of Wars. He was a, he, he was Ares in God of War. He was in Final Fantasy XII. Wolverine in a whole massive slew of games. He was in various Mortal Kombats. So if you ever want to yeah. look up a phenomenal voice actor and his work, Steve Blum, B-L-U-M. He's fantastic. Yes, he is. Another you know- uh, famous voice actor that's in a lot of games, including Oblivion. Uh, Sean Bean, that guy. That oh, I remember one of my one of my actor, peoples. Our favorite actor that dies in almost everything he's in. If he's in the movie, you know he's gonna probably die. <laughs> one of the guys I know, his name is um, Matt Mercer. Okay. Yeah, he did. So he did. He does a lot of work for anime, but he also did work for um, Fallout Four, Sonic franchise, Resident Evil, and League of and League of Legends. He's done a lot of anime work too. And his girlfriend, or I don't know if his wife now, but wife. she's incredible as well. Or uh, another big one, um, All Out 3. Gosh, who was it? The guy who plays the dad. He's, he plays your, your dad once you finally find him. Liam Neeson. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he did yeah. the voice of, of the dad, James. Yeah, there's... Actually, believe it or not, a lot of people in Critical Role have voiced uh, a lot of games. Mm-hmm. Um, but the guy who does Alistair from Dragon Age, who also voices uh, Gale in Baldur's Gate 3, he's actually a pretty good voice actor, too. Um, but my favorite has got to be the way he's vo- currently voice acting um, Baldur's Gate 3's... Uh, crap, I can't remember the vampire's name. I don't think that he should have won that award. Just went over this. That was not my favorite <laughs> performance for in Baldur's Gate 3 by far. It but is one of the most acted... It, it, that character actually has more personality to him than, say, Gale does. Shadowheart is fantastic. She is. She actually has a really good story. I and like Gale's actually part. a fan favorite for very good reasons. Cool. All right, guys. So that is going to wrap up our show tonight. If you guys want to join us on Discord and get your questions and stuff like that on there, we also take voice recordings through Discord as well as other. If you email us in, we'll listen to them. I might put them on the show. We did recently with um, one of our listeners on Starfield Raw. You can go into our Discord, discord.gg forward slash raw podcasts, R-A-W-P-O-D-C-A-S-T-S. You can follow our show on uh, X, Podcast Raw. You can email us, podcastraw at gmail.com. Questions, comments, business, anything you need, email us there. And I'm missing some. Oh, yeah, our Instagram, Rook. Our Instagram, we finally have it out. Uh, you can find us at Raw Podcast One, or just search Raw and Nerdy because that is our name on there. It's actually uh, up and coming. Doesn't have a lot of followers, so yes, if you see us like you or something after you follow us, it is legit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you can follow us individually as well. I am at the Widget W I G I T on X and pretty much everything else. Oh uh, yeah, if you want to join our Minecraft server, join our Discord. Let us know. We got a couple spots open. 
And you can follow me at Rook213 on uh, nearly everything except for, and I looked this up, Facebook and Instagram is Tomcat213 or Tomcat underscore 213 for Instagram. And you can find me on pretty much most things at the Archon 606 And just so you guys know, we're going to be doing an episode on AI next week. So get your comments, questions, and thoughts about that in for next week's episode. And have a fantastic nerdy week. Keep it nerdy, everybody. Have a great week, guys.